Hey, good morning and welcome again to our live broadcast today from Family Church. I was just thinking about uh, my family sitting there at home watching the TV, watching the, the broadcast on the TV. Morning family, Carla and the kids. Um, and uh, on, normally on a Sunday morning we have our um, pre-Sunday Zoom hangout with, with the church family and, uh, and then we, we kind of all gather on the sofas and tune into, the, into YouTube. We watch it on YouTube and uh, tune in and, and watch the praise and worship together and, um, and the preaching. And during the preaching part, Lola normally does her, um, her Sunday school, what's it called? Kids church, <laughs> Kids church stuff. Um, with one of us helping her, or maybe Elliot. Elliot watches Ignition, and uh, and we watch the uh, the service together. It sounds like bliss, doesn't it? Um, it's not always um, uh, the easiest thing to pull together, um, but we have a good time, and I hope you are. I hope um, you, with your families, um, if you've got family with you, or people in your household are, are enjoying the service today. This morning, um, I want to speak about coming to Jesus and learning from Jesus. Uh, which are two really, really important things for us in our Christian walk. And for you and for me, uh, the lockdown may have presented some, some challenges. It may have been a difficult time for many people, um, but it's also been an opportunity to review many things in our lives. And boy, there's been a lot to review, um, even the way that we, we do church and structure church, uh, the things that we do as a church family. We've had to look at a lot of things um, and adapt to the current circumstances and will continue to adapt as, as things continue to change. Um, I've spoken to lots of different people and many people have felt challenged in their walk with God during this time. And um, many have felt challenged because of the lack of the weekly gatherings with other Christians. So, for example, the time of worship that we normally have together has been removed at the moment um, in terms of coming together and worshipping the Lord together. And for many people, that's an opportunity where they experience God's presence on a weekly basis that isn't there at the moment. Um, There's been the removal of the habit of actually stopping what you're doing once a week, sitting down and listening to the word of God being taught. And again, for many people, because that's not there, their walk with God has been challenged. And also the lack of being around other Christian people, especially in, in mass when we come together on a Sunday, it's wonderful to, to just have a load of great people around us who are on the same path of us heading towards the same goals in Christ. And, you know, we can encourage one another and, and speak with one another, have coffee together. And obviously, there's a sense of missing this, this shared purpose of, of serving the Lord together, the conversations we have, the encouragements that we can share with one another, the prayers that we can just spontaneously stop and say, hey, let's pray about that together. So there's a lot that, that has been challenged, I think, during this time for many Christians. And it's highlighted the need for each one of us individually to develop a relationship with God that isn't built around weekly gatherings, but built around a walk with God on a much more personal level. Um, A daily walk with God is what we're talking about. And so I'd like to just start off this morning by sharing from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. And it says this, this is Jesus speaking. He says to the crowd around him, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden 
is light. Now, I've been dwelling on these, these verses uh, for about two or three weeks, and what's really jumped out to me is that there's two actions that, that we need to take in order to really pursue our relationship with God. One is that we come to him. First of all, we come to him. And then secondly, we learn from him. Come to me and learn from me, Jesus said. Now, before I zoom into these statements, zoom in. Um, Before I zoom into these statements, it's probably important that we understand the picture that Jesus is painting here. And so Jesus always spoke with pictures. um, And this is a picture of farming and the role of the oxen on the farm. Now, an ox would be expected to work hard on the farm. So there's that aspect of labour. Come to me, all you who labour. So that hard working. And the ox would have a piece of wood attached to its shoulders um, and uh, there would be uh, like a bracket that went around its neck to keep that piece of wood on, wood on, and that's called a yoke, and that you can get single yokes and double yokes, and you can probably get triple ones as well. I don't know. I'm not a farmer myself. And uh, then the, uh, um, attached to the yoke would be chains or the, um, the handles of a cart or the piece of farming equipment like a plough that the ox would be pulling along behind it. Now, Jesus, in, this, in these verses here, was comparing himself to a strong, mature and experienced ox. And the weak, the immature, the inexperienced ox would be placed alongside the strong and mature ox. And a double yoke would be used. So they'd be basically bound together, coupled together. And then the, the load that they were carrying, they would both be carrying, which would, of course, uh, make it easier to pull that burden along behind them. So that's the picture that Jesus paints here. And this way, the immature ox, the one that's young and and inexperienced and perhaps weak, would come alongside the more mature ox and the yoke would become easy because he's not carrying it on his own anymore. It's a shared yoke and the burden would become light. What they're pulling along would become nice and light because it's, again, shared Now, when Jesus made this statement, come to me, he was speaking to all humanity, not just the crowd that was around him at the time, but he was speaking to all humanity and inviting everyone in this world to come and find rest and freedom from every heavy burden. And Jesus instructed us to do two things. Come to me and learn from me. Now, these are two things that Jesus can't do for us. He'll never force a person to come to him. We have free, free will for a reason. God wants us to choose to come to him. And Jesus will never force anyone to learn from him. And we're going to look at those two things this morning. Only we can choose to come to Jesus, first of all. So Jesus said, come to me. Now, actually, if you think about it, Jesus made the first move, didn't he? Because Jesus stepped into this world 2,000 years ago. And this isn't just an event that happened 2,000 years ago. This was pre-planned by God from the beginning. Um, Jesus, it says in the word of God, was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. So this was always part of God's plan to bring humanity back into the planned, the original, the, the desired relationship with God that God always desired. Now, in the Bible, the world is often referred to as a field. And Jesus effectively stepped right into the middle of this field. And 
um, 2,000 years ago, he stepped right into the middle of this field and said to all humanity, come to me, come to me. If you labour and you're heavy laden, come to me. And the truth is that everyone who is born into this world will go through times of toil and striving and labouring and feel like we're carrying very heavy burdens. In another passage in John chapter 7, Jesus was at a big feast um, and uh, he stood up and on that great day of the feast, the, the, the culmination of all that was happening during that time, Jesus stood up and said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So here again is that invitation to come to Jesus. And the result of coming to Jesus is this refreshing in our lives, this relationship with God that brings refreshing. John 3.16, of course, um, many of us know this passage. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus was speaking about himself here, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have ever lasting life. So again, Jesus, we see, stepped into this world. He actually made the first move and then said, so I've come into this world. I've come to you to save you. Now come to me. Until a person receives Jesus as their saviour, there's no freedom from the toil and the heaviness of this world. And we live in a world that is full of toil, full of heaviness. Um, There is a lot going on right now in this world and it's too much for people to bear. Adam and Eve, when they were created, they were placed in a perfect world, a place of complete rest, of utter peace and joy. It was absolutely wonderful. It was paradise. They had no heavy burdens to carry. All they had to focus on was their relationship with the Lord. They could eat of the tree of life, the eternal tree of life, and just be filled with God's Um, eternal, uh, spirit-filled life every moment of every day. And they just had to think about one thing, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all they had to do. But they disobeyed God. They ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And at that point, they became separated from God because of their sin. God is absolutely perfect in every single way. And anything that is not perfect can't come in to the presence of God. So Adam and Eve were now separated from God and suddenly they found themselves in a world that was full of toil and striving. In fact, God said to them, now uh, when you put your hand to to work the field, it's going to be toil. Weeds are going to grow. It's going to be a time of strife. It's going to be really, really hard going. And they had many, many heavy burdens. Of course, we think of their children. Immediately, what happens? Well, Cain kills Abel for a start. So so life becomes hard for Adam and Eve all of a sudden. And the greatest burden that they carried of all was, was of course, sin. That, that thing that not only separated them from God, but then kept them separate from God. We're all born into this fallen world. We all know the toil and the striving that comes simply by living in this world, the heaviness and the burden of sin, particularly, that keeps us from God's presence. And every human being um, has to face that. Um, Yet the moment a person comes to Jesus, everything changes. This is called the good news, the gospel. The moment a person says, I'm done with the old life, 
I'm turning my heart towards Jesus and I put my faith in him. What are we putting our faith in? We're putting our faith in the truth that Jesus stepped into this world. He was perfect in every way. And this perfect man, Jesus, put himself, well, was put on the cross. Jesus was nailed to the cross and he took the sin of all humanity upon himself. He laid down his life for us. And as a result of that, he took our punishment. He took all the sin from our lives And a person, when they put their faith in Jesus, is made right before God. We become perfect before God, which means that we can now access God's presence once again. So that burden, that heavy burden of sin is now removed from our lives. All we have to do is come to Jesus, repent of our sin, of the old life, of doing things our way, and put our faith in Jesus Christ. The yoke is then lifted lifted off of our shoulders. The heavy load that we once carried is now no longer attached to us. Isn't that wonderful? We still live in this world. We're still in this world. But we no longer have to be subject to the toil and striving and heaviness of this world. So coming to Jesus really is, is is how we open the door Um, to come into this place of of living in rest and of living free of the heaviness of this world. This is just the first part. It brings us into the presence of Jesus who gives true rest and true peace. He's the one that releases us from every toil, every burden, including the weight of sin. But if we're going to walk in true rest, and be free from the heavy burdens of this world. There's something else that we need to do. And Jesus used two statements in this, these verses that we're speaking about today. First of all, he said, come to me. But then he said, learn from me. In fact, what we need to do is we need to couple ourselves to Jesus and learn to walk with him. And I believe that as we do that, we have the freedom to do that. We have access to Jesus because we've come to him. But as we then commit to learning from him, coupling ourselves to him and walking with him, then we truly will experience, we'll walk out the truth of this passage here that will be in a place of rest and free from the heaviness of this world. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Remember that wooden yoke that would connect the two ox, uh, the oxen. Um, Jesus being the mature, strong, experienced one, us being the immature, that sometimes weak, often weak um, and inexperienced, coupling ourselves to Jesus makes us come into his rest and walking with him. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So let's talk about this thing, learning from Jesus. To experience true rest in our souls We've got to take his yoke upon us and learn from him. Couple ourselves, attach ourselves to Jesus and walk closely with him with a teachable heart. Now, as we think about this, it's worth highlighting something else that Jesus said in that passage. He described himself as gentle and lowly in heart. Okay, so he's basically saying, you can safely come to me because I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. Jesus isn't like an ox that's just galloping off doing its own thing. He's not the, 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 the wild ox that's saying, 
I'm going to leave you behind because I'm just doing things my way. Um, he's not showing off at all. Um, and he's not telling us that everything that we're doing is wrong. He wants us to come to him and he's gently saying to us, now walk with me. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes along the way. Walk with me. I'll teach you how to do this path, how to, to, to do what you have to do in this life. Just stay close and learn from me, is what Jesus is saying to us. When we couple ourselves to Jesus and walk closely with him with a teachable heart, we find true rest. Um, in my experience, true rest looks a bit like this. It, it looks like security. Because if you think about it, think about that young ox um, that in itself may be weak and insecure and inexperienced, when it comes alongside the mature ox, it, it suddenly finds itself in a place of security, um, being close to that mature ox, knowing that he's always with them and is, will protect them as well. And, and that's our relationship with Jesus, isn't it? We can draw close to him and just know the security of being close to Jesus. He will always protect us. He's always with us. He's always close to us. Also, I find that, that true rest um, looks like this. It looks like having purpose. Because when we couple ourselves to Jesus, we're led by him. We know that he's taking us along the perfect path. He doesn't make mistakes. We make the mistakes. Jesus doesn't make mistakes. And so when we couple ourselves to Jesus, we can walk with confidence along the path of purpose that God has for our lives. And thirdly, what does true rest look like? I believe it looks like it's hard to find the right word, but ease. Um, Jesus uses this word in this passage here, ease. So whatever burdens you have, um, a burden in your life may be the responsibilities that you have. Not all burdens are bad, um, responsibilities that we have. Perhaps things that we've been through, though, in life, situations that we find ourselves in or have been through can be great burdens in our lives and other things that are going on in our lives. Um, whatever burdens we have to carry, we do so with Jesus' help. We're yoked to him. It's his strength, not just our strength. We, we share the strength together. The result is that the burdens that we carry now become light. So this true rest is available to everyone who has come to Jesus. It's, it's available to everyone. All we have to do is come to Jesus first and then commit to walking closely with him and learning from him. To really experience that true rest, that's what we have to do. Take his yoke upon us and learn from him. Now, so many Christians, including myself at times, settle for hanging out with Jesus. We come to him, but we don't walk closely with him. Even when Jesus was on the earth in physical form, often great tr crowds would be drawn to Jesus. Many would put their faith in him but much less people would actually walk closely with Jesus. There were far fewer disciples that were drawn out of those crowds than the crowds that came and put their faith in Jesus. And, and I think it's, it's like the weekly church gathering that I was talking about at the start. You know, if, if you're relying on the weekly church gathering to, um, to kind of give you everything you need in your walk with God, then all you're really doing is hanging out around Jesus but you're not walking closely with him. You, you'll not experience the true rest that comes by walking with Jesus and you won't experience um, 
that learning from him. You won't, um, your life won't change as a result of just attending a service once a week. And so that's the challenge today is that actually um, there's so much more to our walk with God if we would only draw close to Jesus. Our relationship with God has got to be a daily walk where we draw close to him, where we speak with him, we listen to him and we learn from him. And on a practical level, this happens through having a prayer life, it happens through reading the word of God. It happens through having times where we're worshipping God. And we have to find a way of doing all of those things outside of Sunday mornings. And this is good. I'm not saying don't tune into Sunday mornings in any way at all. I'm not saying when we regather again, don't come and gather. But what I'm saying is that if that's our only experience, then we're not going to really experience the true rest that God has got for us. Um, and we're not going to change in the way that God wants us to as well. Um, so this, this drawing close to Jesus happens as we open our hearts to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to send to every person who believes. I want to read these uh, verses from John chapter 16. Uh, we're going to look at verse 7 and then 13 and 14. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. So Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's reassuring them that even though he will be going away after his death and burial and resurrection, of course, Jesus uh, showed himself for 40 days. Many, many witnesses saw him. It's recorded in not just the Bible, but in many history books. And then he ascended into heaven. And then the disciples gathered in Jerusalem in the upper room and they waited. And then the Holy Spirit came and filled their lives. It says, but if I depart, I will send him the Holy Spirit to you. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So we have to remember that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one, just as Jesus and the Father are one. God is one God and has always displayed himself, manifest himself as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a counsellor or a teacher. He's like our, our life coach, effectively. And so he has this role of the mature ox in our lives. We, we, Jesus in physical form isn't any longer walking on the earth. Um, Jesus has been glorified and is sat at the right hand of the Father. And, but we are living on the earth right now and we have his spirit, the Holy Spirit, alongside us. And the Holy Spirit's role is that mature ox leading us and teaching us every step of the way as we make the choice to couple ourselves to him and walk closely with him. So many Christians try and do it alone. They try and go it alone. They settle for hanging out with Jesus um, rather than walking closely with him. They have access to the true rest that's on offer, but live in a place of toil and striving, weighed down by heavy burdens. And there's probably a number of reasons for this. And there's, here's just, um, I think, four reasons why perhaps people uh, don't really walk closely with Jesus. First of all, I think 
there's an element of ignorance, a lack of understanding that, that we can actually couple up to Jesus and walk closely with him. It's like Israel, when they left Egypt, they left the old behind, but then they got stuck in the wilderness. They didn't take hold of all the good things that God had in store for them in the promised land till much later, uh, when a whole new generation rose up and took hold of of what God had for them and realised that actually they they were being ignorant. Um, There was much more to take hold of than the previous generation had. Um, Perhaps um, ignorance looks like a lack of understanding of even how to draw close to Jesus. I think religion and the religious church has done a lot of damage um, by by kind of uh, packaging everything and and saying you have to do this, that and that in order to walk with God. When actually walking with God is a relational thing. Walking closely with Jesus, it's about relationship, not about formula. So sometimes there's an element of ignorance as to why people don't couple up to Jesus and walk closely with him. Secondly, I, I think sometimes there's an element of laziness. Actually, sometimes it's we feel like it's easier just to kind of come to Jesus, take off the oak and, and kind of stand still and, and ignore the fact that there is still a burden that has to be carried. We still do have responsibilities and it feels easier to do that rather than couple ourselves up to Jesus who, who then puts a demand on us because he's not going to stop moving. He's going to keep moving and he wants to take us with him and he wants to help us carry the load rather than ignore the fact that we have responsibilities that some of us um, have, have huge situations that we're in or have been through in this world. Um, Jesus doesn't want us to, to tr- just kind of stop and pause and, and not go anywhere in life. He wants us to look and go with him and take hold of the future that he has for us. So let's not be lazy when it comes to coupling up to Jesus and walking with him. Another factor that can cause people to, um, to, to, to not draw close to Jesus, not walk closely with him, is fear. Fear of, of losing control is a big one for a lot of people. What if Jesus says he doesn't want me to do it my way anymore? <laughs> um, fear of the unknown. What if he takes me into things that I'm uncomfortable with? Uh, fear of what others will think when they hear about how closely I'm walking with Jesus and how I'm making that a priority in my life. So what? So what? It's your life. You choose how you live it, right? And what I'm saying to you today is don't just settle for, for having access to Jesus and having the ability to walk closely with him. Let's walk closely with Jesus. And the fourth thing that often stops people from walking closely with Jesus is pride. Pride is an inner belief that I know better. I can do it on my own. Uh, we don't need to learn anything. Pride makes us unteachable. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there that are quite unteachable, um, which is in direct opposition to what Jesus was saying in Matthew 11. Not just about himself, he says, I'm, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. But actually, um, he said, learn from me, learn from me. So actually pride stops you doing what Jesus has instructed you to do. And I've found the closer you get to Jesus, the more you realise you have to learn. So there is no place for pride in our walk with God. And in fact, the the closer you get to Jesus, the more your heart is humbled um, by the truth that he is everything, that he carries all wisdom and he is 
all of our strength. And it makes us want to just be closer and closer with Jesus and learn from him more and more. When we walk closely with Jesus, when we're yoked to him, we'll become more like him as well. So it's not just about finding rest. It's not just about what we get from it, but actually um, it's about what God wants to do in our lives. We'll take on his character as we spend time with him, as we're yoked to him. And this happens in marriage too. We become like the person that we're yoked together with. Uh, that's why 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And that's really important that, that actually we understand that those that we draw close to and couple ourselves with, we become like them. And it obviously it works positively when it comes to coupling ourselves up with Christ. In fact, the Bible compares Christ to the, the groom and the church or believers to the bride. And so when we're yoked to Jesus, when we come to him and then commit to learning from him, take his yoke upon us, then um, we take on his character. Bit by bit, we become more like him. And we're not robots. We, we get the choice. Um, but walking like Jesus and taking on the attributes of his character is actually amazing. It's brilliant because Jesus' character is summed up in Galatians chapter 5, where it says that the fruit of the Spirit, in other words, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the result of the Holy Spirit in our lives, which is the Spirit of Jesus, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And it's the result of, of God working in our lives. And that in itself, that is the character of Jesus. When you look at Jesus, that's what you see. You see love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness. And uh, as Charlie mentioned earlier in the service um, today, that on Sunday nights, we, we have Sunday night local. Well, at the moment, we've just started a new series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I'd encourage you to tune into Sunday night local in your local congregation. So let's be people who are committed to being coupled to Jesus, who are committed to walking with Jesus closely, learning from him um, so that we not just find true rest, but so also that we become more like him. As we draw close to Jesus, it allows the Holy Spirit to do a deep work in our lives and produce the character of Jesus in our lives and we get to experience that amazing rest, that amazing freedom from all the toil, all the striving, all the heaviness that this world is so full of. I believe God's people should look different when people look at our lives. And this isn't to condemn anyone that isn't there yet, but this is our goal, right? When people look at our lives, they should see God doing a deep work in our lives. Well, God can only do that deep work if we keep drawing close to Jesus if uh, we take his yoke and we let him help us carry the burdens that we have in our lives. So there's two challenges today. First of all, come to Jesus. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you come to Jesus? If you've never come to Jesus, then today you can do so. It's a, such a simple decision. It says, I'm going to quit doing things my way. And I'm going to put my faith in Jesus who took that heavy burden of sin upon himself so I could be released from that. So I can walk in relationship with the living God.
who loves me. God loves you. He created you. He has a purpose for your life. And unless you're in relationship with God, you may experience little bits here and there of God's purpose, but you'll never experience the fullness of God's purpose for your life. You know, there's stuff inside you that God has placed there. And to really uncover that, you've got to be walking with God. And of course, there is that assurance of our eternal salvation that when we die, we go and be with God in heaven for eternity. So come to Jesus. And the second thing, as we've said today, is that let's commit to learning from Jesus. Let's not just settle for hanging around Jesus, just being close to him, uh, being around where he is. But let's be people who are committed to a daily walk with Jesus, people that are coupled up to him, people that draw close to him, learn from him because he wants to give us rest. He wants to to release us from the burdens that we we carry and help us to to take those burdens in a way that that we, we do it in strength. And also, he wants us to become more like him. So we're just going to pray this morning. And my prayer is, first of all, for anyone that hasn't yet received Jesus as your saviour. If you've never made the decision to come to Jesus, well, today, why don't you make that decision? Why don't you say, okay, that's it. I'm going to cross the line today. I'm going to push the door open and I'm going to see what God does Because I tell you something, God never lets you down. God has never let you down. God can't let you down. He is God. He is faithful in every way. And I find that even when I think God's let me down, it's not God. It's the way that I see things or it's the circumstances I'm in. You know what? Life can be really tough. We can carry some really heavy burdens. But God, it's better to invite God to be part of our journey than to push him away. So, Let's, I'm going to pray first of all for every person um, who would like to make that decision today to come to Jesus. Would you just, wherever you are now, would you just close your eyes and just pray this prayer in your heart today. So, dear Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have a purpose for my life. Thank you that you created me. Lord, I come to you now. I repent of all of my sin. I turn my back on all of the sin, all the stuff that in my life I've ever done that has wronged you, that isn't up to your perfect standard. I put it aside now and I put my faith in you, Jesus. I decide today that I'm going to accept that you died for me, that you were buried and you rose from the dead. That Jesus, you want to give me eternal life and you want a relationship with me. Lord Jesus, I step into that relationship with you today. Amen. Wonderful. If you prayed that prayer, you've just made your peace with God. You now stand before God, accepted by him. He's always loved you and always will, but now you stand accepted by God. You can come before God. You can stand in his presence and you can see the work of God in your life and he will be able to outwork his purpose for your life like you have never seen before. If you did pray that prayer, would you just, um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, You can email Stuart, that's my name, S-T-E-U-A-R-T at family.church and then we can um, make sure that you uh, get the resources that you need, you're able to connect with the church in, in a really good way.
But also, I just want to finish by praying for anyone uh, today who feels like, yeah, that message was for me. I know that I've come to Jesus, but I've been a bit lax in in learning from him. Maybe you were ignorant of the fact that, that you could draw closer to him and walk with him. Maybe you were fearful of it. Maybe you'd just been lazy. Maybe you've been proud. Well, my prayer today is that every one of us takes steps closer to Jesus and, and we're coupled up like never before and walk closely with him like never before. So Father, I thank you today for every person who is making a decision that they're going to step into a closer relationship with you, making the decision that, that they're going to put aside laziness or pride or ignorance or fear and we're going to walk with you in a greater measure than ever before on a daily basis. Father, thank you that as we make the decision to do this, you meet us where we're at. Lord, you fill us with your spirit, the, the power of your Holy Spirit, and you cause us to, to, be, to have the strength, Father, to walk this walk really, really well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Well, that's it for today. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing the Word of God with you. And uh, I hope that uh, whether you're watching this live now or whether you're watching it later, God has really spoken into your heart. And again, if you want to connect more with Family Church, please just go to our website and we'll be absolutely delighted to hear from you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.